We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Scott, you know, doing a podcast about a team that is this much of a dumpster fire reveals a lot about your character. We really have to, you know, this is going to show who we are as people, as mm-hmm. professionals. Mm-hmm. We got to show up the Every next day. day. It's the only thing we can do. There's no other option. There's no just choice. show up and talk about the 2023 Yankees. <laughs> So, Andrew, how has it revealed character? (laughs) Specifically, what character has been revealed? I I don't know. Character about (laughs) Logan. You know, is Logan's character in jeopardy at this point? The the, the fact that he's now, now you know, uh, reduced to this this one canned answer that he has for, for all of their questions about how the season's going is pretty hilarious because he's just saying the same thing over and over again in a different way and never offering any solutions, never offering anything different where they're trying to because get Because there are solutions. no solutions. They just have to you show know, up, keep grinding. Say something different. Well, maybe you should, maybe you should try that. Well, so I thought when he said on Saturday that Boone, we're talking about, by the way, if you couldn't guess, when he said Saturday before the game, he thinks the turnaround is coming. Right. I think reporters needed to press him. Not one reporter asked him what baseball things he's seeing to to make him think the turnaround is coming. And not one reporter said, turn around to what? Because what what is this team that they're going to be turning around into? Obviously, they're not a team that that would lose every day of a season. They've lost, they've lost, was it eight, eight game losing streak first time eight in game however many years? Eight game losing streak. In Obviously, the, in no the, baseball in the crunch, team. Crunchest time. 
the, the most important, pivotal, the crunchiest of, of crunch time. The crunchiest the- of times. So obviously no baseball team in history loses every single day of a season, mm. but they're playing 400 baseball over the past two months. So mm. what are they turning around into? I was a little annoyed that not one reporter asked him either of those two questions because all Boone fell back on was, we have no choice but to turn it around. So that's why you think you're turning it around because you're due? You think think you guys are due? (laughs) Yesterday, they they tried to drill in a little bit further, which is a a really, it's a a futile, uh, you know, process. It's a futile thing to do at this point. But what he was, what he went to now is like we can't even start we can't even think about that i can't even think yeah. about that i can't even think about just what we're going to be win tomorrow we just gotta do tomorrow just win tomorrow it starts with that it starts with that so there's an answer there's a dumb canned answer for all of these things so i i place no blame on the um on the beat reporters because at this point i don't really know what they what they're supposed to do because you're getting i would have asked you're asking I was you're asking room. a monkey a question and, and then <laughs> he dances and then gives you have you, to ask the question you don't have to get the answer because the answer is not up to the reporter, but it is the reporter's job to ask the question. So reporters in that room should have said, what baseball things on the field are you seeing that makes you think the turnaround is coming? Because I would have loved to hear him say anything. Oh, well, I think we're getting nothing. some good pitches. We're just not capitalizing on those pitches. We had some good okay. things to hit. We had some Fine. good pitches to hit, but we're just not we're just not capitalizing on those on those moments. He did say that. Too. And then the number two question that has to be asked is turn around to what? Because what is this team? Can't think about that. Can't think about that right now. Got to just focus on tomorrow. Got to win tomorrow and then we'll figure the rest of it out. So I got to come in. Got to come in every day. Like we're going to win it. Like it's expected yep, like to Like professionals. Win. Like professionals doing the work, showing up, even though we're like sick animals. Hold we're on. Like a sick even- animal, like a wounded animal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where said- we go into the woods, we bury ourselves in leaves and die. Because that's a lot of times what they do. They isolate themselves. Sick animals yeah. isolate yep. themselves. Okay, and then they die. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, <laughs> that's why. If, that's why if anybody here has a dog and and their dog is is not well or their dog is hiding, Ooh, why somewhere, you gotta bring dogs into this? Because it's it's one of those things you have to look at. If they're hiding, you have to go find them and help them because that's the natural instinct of the animal. People think that dogs are humans. I think the same thing. My dog, Maddie's a person, but she's actually a dog and they do that. All right. And sometimes it's, 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 you know, that we've crossed over and it's hard to remember. But his analogy to sick animals was stupid. <laughs> okay. It was really dumb. It was I don't a even dumb response. So like, and he, he was like proud of himself in the moment. He's like, sick animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sick animals. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you're an idiot. Well, dude. it's funny because he was talking about how this team keeps showing up, even though Aaron Judge said, in a different sense, we just need to show up. We're not showing up. So I, I guess that what they're pointing at is early June when this team was 10 games over 500. And that was after that Dodger series. Now, unfortunately, that also coincided with Judge going on the IL, and that was the end, the beginning of the end right there. But they were 10 games over 500 at that point in the season. So if we if we call that the best version of this team, that is a 562 winning percentage over a season long. So if they play 562 ball from here on out, they would finish with a grand total of 82 wins. Okay, in order to do that, that means they're barely above 500. But in order for that to be good enough to make the playoffs, which it will not be. 
The Mariners would have to go 12 and 25, the Blue Jays 12 and 25, Boston 15 and 23, and Houston 11 and 26. And then the Yankees can make the playoffs if they play the best version of themselves for the remainder of the season. So the season is over. We all knew the season is over, but I just figured I needed to lay out some some math for the nerds out there listening why the season is officially over. The the cherry on top of the debauchery this weekend was Aaron Boone's closed door team meeting after Friday's whooping. Yeah. And then they asked Garrett Cole. This is this is this is like one of those little hidden nuggets. If you're not watching post game, if you're not actually listening and paying attention, you wouldn't you wouldn't have heard this. And I'm surprised it hasn't come up more. But yeah, the Garrett Cole Garrett Cole <laughs> comment. So what what was your Garrett reaction? Cole, Garrett Cole was asked what he thought about the closed door team meeting. What his reaction was, and he paused. He goes, uh, "You know, I wasn't there. I left early." <laughs> did you did you see his did you see his facial reaction he's like oh man i just got caught i got caught in this like this isn't gonna look good he wasn't there he had already left the stadium and aaron boone decides to have a closed door do one for the gipper like you know accountability meeting for the whole team without their one of their two best players on the team one of their leaders okay does this when he's not there okay fine there you have a day game the next day sometimes guys leave early well, he's pitching the next day, so he definitely was leaving early. Okay. I'm not faulting Garrett Cole for leaving early. That happens oh, all Garrett the time. Garrett Cole when you've got zero a day game after a night game. Yeah. The fact that Boone decided to pick that moment when his pitcher the next day, who the game is most reliant upon, also happens to be your best pitcher and one of the two players, the only two good players on this team, is and not even there. That's the moment you picked to have the rah-rah, let's go, win one for the Gipper is just so completely out of touch and misguided and stupid. And that's what Aaron Boone is. He really is, man. I've never heard of such a thing. You know, when when, when you have a big team meeting, if there's a if there's a, a low point in morale, which I, I'd say we're there, uh, if there's a low point in morale and you're trying to get people motivated, you're, you're trying to get a message across to the full team, right? The full roster. If you don't have... You're, this is like a general walking out to battle without his lieutenants, but you know, there and telling them the game plan and, and talking to them and making sure that their support is there and vocal and very, very much in front of the the, the players. He does it without Gary Cole, who's the veteran leader on this team. He's the veteran. He, he's he's that guy. And yes, he's pitching the next day. So he's walking in the next day, getting ready to you know do his routine, go to the bullpen. So what happened? Oh, Boone, you know, Boone laid into us. Oh, really? How'd that go? And he's got to hear about it third hand. It's insane. I've never heard of such a thing in my life. You don't have closed door meetings without one of your best players there. And also probably going to talk to him ahead of time to make sure that they're like, okay, I'm going to go in on this. Need your guys support. Need you to, need you to, 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 to crawl, you know, jump on the back of, of some of the things we're saying. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and yes, it's out of touch. And, you know, one would say not good communication. I don't know why he didn't just wait until Saturday morning to have the thing. It's like you just got crushed on Friday night. Go home, sleep it off, come back the next day. You got a day game. Cole's going to be on the mound. It's a beautiful day in New York City. Let's have the rah-rah speech at like 11.15 in the morning on Saturday when everybody, including the starting pitcher for the day, is there. I will say it's very difficult to have one of those emotional speeches. It's not really a rah-rah. It's probably just very highly emotional at that point. You can't really – uh, you just 
table it for the next day. It's like it's like uh, it's like us recording after a World Series or a uh, World Series like that's happened in a long time, a playoff loss, right? Because we do it after every every playoff to capture the emotion of that game in the next on the next day is very difficult to capture it immediately it's not about after the emotion the of the of the loss that's not what he's doing i mean he's well that's what set it off clearly <laughs> he's an emotional guy that was an emotional loss on friday the game was over 20 minutes into the game they were losing seven nothing in the second inning yeah it was embarrassing it was a, it was a, it was an embarrassing moment. You had Johnny Brito on the mound. Of course you were going to get embarrassed. The Red Sox have embarrassed you all year. Point is is this guy has no no idea on 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 how to get Anything. The, the pulse of this team at, at all. Like the the timing is off. He does it when he wants to. Does it when he doesn't have the the best players who you know up until Saturday were performing for the most part. It's just it's just weird. It's just weird. And so he showed up the next day and was like, yeah, the turnaround's coming because he probably felt really good about his ooh, speech on ooh, Friday yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. He went home. Yeah. He went home. really good, guys. Guys, it was chest. really good. Uh, uh, uh. It was and really good. I was driving home to Greenwich, Connecticut on Friday night. I can't wait to tell Garrett about the meeting and how well it went. <laughs> Why didn't he FaceTime him in or something? Yeah, right, something. <laughs> hey, Garrett, I'm about to have a really emotional <laughs> discussion with the team would love for oh, you to at facetime it how here's my other question how many other people were gone how well, many other people was he yelling at ben rortvet and <laughs> and like rortvet and higgy and, and, and volpe's just sitting there like a like a shell-shocked little teenager and you know josh donaldson might still be in the somewhere yeah. like smoking a cigarette it's yeah. it's crazy Loisica, Loisica's there just taking a shower oh what's yeah. he saying yeah what's that guy's is he talking again <laughs> is he talking again time to hit the shower how many guys were in the shower and not in the room there's probably 10 people in the room when he did this thing closed just, doors closed doors so nobody could see how many people were there and what their reactions were <laughs> closed door because no one was there it was just the closed door because it was Aaron yelling at the mirror <laughs> um another thing that he revealed i think this was sunday morning Apparently Boone has met with the front office and they are frustrated with the team's struggles. Oh, good to, good to know after they're now 64 or 60 and 64 on August 21st that the front office is frustrated with the struggles. And he didn't say what happened in the meeting, but I was listening to the pregame on radio yesterday and Susan was talking about this and she said that they discussed when is the right time to bring up, you know, players from the minors to, to try and give this team a spark. Two weeks ago. Well, and then Susan said, but that would also be a message to fans that they are giving up if they call up kids. And I think uh -oh. that's the complete opposite. Just trotting out the same crap every day is a message to fans. We're giving up. This is not working. Complacency is giving up. Complacency and doing the same goddamn thing over and over again. That's giving up. You give Try me a fresh anything. look. Give me a different thing. Give me a give me a little bit of a of a, of a revamped roster with some youthful exuberance. Oh, maybe something can happen then. Maybe something can. Happen. There's hope. There's actually a glimmer right. of hope with that. Even if it's one percent, trying something different is trying. That is something to watch. That is something to get excited about. There is nothing to get excited about with this team right now. And I've given. I mean, of course, I know they're not going to make the playoffs. But I, I'm sorry. Now is the opportunity to call up some of these players from the minors and get them some action at the major league level because Giancarlo Stanton, who's now hitting below 200, what's the point of putting him out there every day for the rest of the season? 
what no is the, what is what is the point of of trotting out half of these players at this point there is zero point judge like we, we judge is still playing well he's he's got the best statistics he's on playing the team. okay he's playing yeah. okay but even if his foot is only 99% healthy rest him the rest of the way and get his get his toe and everything right. It's, but it's and it's also for the record not ninety nine percent. He's probably playing at seventy whatever seventy five percent. The guy needs to be shut down. I mean, just all they're doing right now is risking a prolonged injury for their franchise player that they have locked up for the rest of his career. But for nothing, what, what, for nothing. This year is over. Be possibly doing yes. It, it's, two weeks ago, I was saying this. Shut him down. Bring well, the kids up. Two weeks ago, there was still—I mean, there, two weeks ago there was a glimmer of hope. Like, oh, if we turn there was never a glimmer now, of hope, really, because this team but, was who they were. But I agree. But had the team turned it around two weeks ago, they could be in the hunt right now. But now, now it's impossible. It's, it's let me ask you a Mathematically question. impossible. Did they have a better chance of bringing up some kids and doing the things? And maybe you're not sitting Aaron Boone at that or Aaron Judge at that time, but you have an opportunity. Sure, to, to, of course. Maybe, maybe then you'd be into it. But now. Even that is too late. I mean, you're you're buried at this point. You're it's it's done. It's over, kid. It's like you're you can't do it. You can't even you can't even sniff it. Even if you went on a massive hot streak, you're screwed. <laughs> right, exactly. So I agree. And like that that at bat, not again, let me preface this for the fiftieth time. Whether the Yankees won or lost on Sunday means dick to the rest of the season. But the fact that that game on Sunday felt like final destination of losing. That no matter what the Yankees did, they were just going to find a way to lose that game. And in the ninth inning, you've got two on, and you've got Judge and Glaber coming up, and they both strike out. Judge's at-bat was just awful. Off balance on two off-speed pitches, and then takes a close strike three. He complained about the strike three call. Was it a ball? Was it a strike? I don't know. That was an awful at-bat, Aaron Judge. Glaber Torres follows it up with striking out. And then you've got Ben Rortvet. Everything's left to Ben Rortvet to, at that moment. Like, yeah, game's over there. You needed a hit from Judge or Glaber or both to, to end the losing streak. Again, not that it would have mattered, but you still needed your guys to show up in that moment, and they couldn't. Yeah. I mean, again, he's, play, he's, he's playing on one leg, essentially, one foot, and they didn't show up. And the other thing about that game is that there is an emotional charge because they came back, you know, multiple times. Volpe with the massive home run, like there's an emotional charge. You could, you could, you could make an argument that you win that game. Like feels like a catalyst, feels like something. See, hey, look, we're it's around the corner. We show up. It's right in front of us. We took it. We took it, and and they came back multiple times. But no, the final destination, uh, the uh, the the end was already written, and and they were going to lose that game. And then you have the the play at the plate, which, yeah, you know, again, like. Not going to get caught up in, in in safer or out because it was so damn close. But according to the letter of the law, the 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 play should have stood right. Like it should have stood because of the I call agree. on the field, and that I was agree. it. Like it was, you couldn't see conclusive evidence even on the still shots of of you know if his if his cleat was in there or not. But they called them safe, and it was so bang bang that they they should have kept it. Either way, Yankees are screwed, uh, and uh, and I'm you know at this point. At this point, like on after Garrett Cole's outing over the weekend, I had a tweet and I didn't even send it because I don't know I got distracted. But it it was like I appreciation tweet to Garrett Cole for doing everything in his possible power to get rid of Aaron Boone. Thank you. That's what it felt <laughs> like. You think you think he you think he yeah I think he's in on it because he was also he's like oh you're not you're gonna have oh, a is that why Judge meeting? struck out is that why Judge yeah. struck out yeah I think <laughs> okay. there's a there's a thing so we can look at it that way.
you're not you're gonna have a you're gonna have a team meeting without me watch this <laughs> watch this <laughs> yeah watch this which was uh yet another stinker by garrett cole against the boston red sox yeah remember his record against the boston red sox when he came into the yankees <sighs> or the so, al east he is now with the Yankees pitching against Boston five and four with a five point one six ERA and sixty eight innings pitch, and he's allowed at least one home run in all but one of eleven starts against the Red Sox. It's not great. No, it's not great. He had some weird quotes after the game. Um, I mean, he said they are they are major league quality hitters, and they put together some excellent at bats. Urias just demolished a slider just right there on the corner, down and away. Beautiful pitch, just Beautiful better pitch. swing. Then he said, I don't recall experiencing anything like this before in my career. Is he talking? I don't know. Was he referring to his struggles against Boston? No. Or was he talking about? They were talking. I I watched that interview. They were the context was the team, the team. Okay. The, the, the team of, uh, and that's when they were like, oh, so the (laughs) Aaron Boone had his clothes over and he's like, um, guys, guys, I I wasn't here for that. (laughs) I already left. So uh, also in, in. In the inning in which Connor Wong hit a home run off of Cole, I forget that was the third or the fourth inning, he took a two-strike slider just off the corner that was a great pitch. It was definitely a ball, but that's like two strikes. Like Cole nailed his spot. Like you could see Cole was frustrated. Like, why didn't you swing at that? And then Cone said the takes are too good. And I, I don't know, that that perked my ears up. I'm like, is Cone suggesting that Cole is tipping or that Boston has some sort of no on him because he said the takes the takes being too good means you're the hitters in your brain or knows what's coming that's what that means and he said Cole's extremely frustrated and then later in that bat I think two pitches later Wong hits a home run to right field and so like that one I don't know if he talked about I don't think I could not find any comments about that after the game but that kind of caught my ear yeah, I I don't know. I, Cone's probably just. I I I can't imagine that anything like that's happening with Cole at this point. But um, at the same time, Cora is one of the best at that. He knows how to find little things, and he knows how to get his guys to find little things. So um, there could have been something, but yeah, Cone Cone does make comments about that quite a bit when guys are struggling. So it's a it's it's a strange it's a strange thing to say from him. But I, right. I didn't see anything. I don't know. I didn't hear anybody talking about anything. Didn't, it's not like I think he just had a bad day. And Cole even said, like you, like one of my best, one of my favorite quotes is when he's like, "It was a beautiful pitch," because he was talk- it was a beautiful pitch. It's like I couldn't have done it any better. I executed the pitch, and he put a great swing on it and just beat it. And sometimes you just get beat. That was the tone that I I, I got from him from that from that okay. whole little uh, question Q and A. Sure. And and who knows? Like you said, Cole might be in on it. Cole might be in on it, yeah, which is great. You know, just get rid of Aaron Boone, please. At, at least at the bare minimum. At the bare minimum, can we look at someone different? You know what I'm saying? Like that's it. Well, something not to get rid of is AG1, which is all of your key health products in one. AG1 is loaded with 70 qu- 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens. It promotes good gut health with pre and probiotics, gives you better sleep quality and recovery, and allows you to focus throughout the day. 
and not in the way that you will crash because AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial flavoring. The best part is they make it super easy for you to build into your daily routine. It's delivered right to your door on a monthly basis or at whatever your preferred cadence is. They send you a nice little bottle, storage container, and a scoop. Each serving costs less than $3, and all you have to do is add in some water, which is free right from your sink. To try it for yourself, go to drinkag1.com slash pinstripes, and you will also get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. Again, drinkag1.com slash pinstripes to get that awesome deal. <clears throat> Boone also said after Saturday's game, that the IKF bunt, which turned into a pop-up double play, was a smart play. He said third baseman was playing back. We needed we needed a little spark. He was bunting for a hit there. Just didn't work out. And they also had a scouting report on Cutter Crawford that he struggles to throw to bases, so they were going to try and make him throw to bases. Look, I, I know people were killing that play. I, I don't mind it, to be honest, because he just didn't execute it. If IKF gets the bunt down there, everybody's like, savvy spot, savvy play, get on base, whatever. Like, nothing's working. Might as well try something different. I got no – I really don't have a problem with that play. He just didn't execute it, and it looked bad. I don't either. I know people yeah. were shitting all over that yeah. bunt play because you bunt into a double play. It's yeah. awful. But he wasn't – it's not like he was I, bunting to move a guy. or He was bunting for a base hit. He saw an opportunity. Yes. Just, just like slapping a ball through a hole if you see a guy shading one way. It's like – he just didn't execute it. It was poor execution. And so I, I'm I'm in agreement on that one. I I I, I like that play in, in a in a moment like that to do anything. Like I want my team to do different things to try to get on. You gotta change things up. You gotta try to do things, you gotta try to catch people off guard a little bit. But at the same uh, time, maybe this goes back to the practice piece of the fact that this team doesn't, you know, drill things. They don't, they don't, they don't situationally yeah, they don't try situationally. They don't do those things. And, uh, you know, so the reps of, of actually executing that are not there. Uh, the needed reps are not there to execute such a thing in, in such a moment. I'm glad That's where I go that back up. to Boone. So, That's where I go back to Boone. Yeah, but I mean, Boone, Boone is just one coach in the entire system teaching or not teaching that sort of fundamental but level he's of the, baseball. But he's the man orchestrating the big leagues. He's the man putting the schedule together or at least overseeing so he be that doing schedule bunting practice together. he should be making sure that someone's doing bunting practice yeah well don't you remember when he was hitting fungos to them a couple years ago yeah i do i do you know i'd like getting the getting the pitchers to 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 practice you know drill it into the ground pick it up throw it to first base but we've, we've had discussions about this some heated discussions i think where you're on the other side of the fundamental piece i believe that you continuously need to i always screw up continuously and continually i don't know which one's right but over and over again you need to drill the fundamentals even throughout a season just to get back into the mindset get back into the the headspace of of fundamentals win baseball games and if you don't do that you're one not getting the reps and two you're not really reinforcing the fact that fundamentals win baseball games and they do and it's frustrating well that's a that the frustrating thing is like we've been talking about fundamentals since 2018 with this team that even though they 2018, 2019, they, they won a lot of games, we still saw on the edges of games and in a lot of losses, like these common threads at why they were losing games. And so fundamentals goes back a, a while with this roster. And it's not just on the coaching staff. It's also on the players that you fill the roster with. If they are not the type of players that can can 
have good baseball fundamentals, you're going to be left with what you have. Mm-hmm. It's and true. And so I, I, I was, I also wanted to talk about that front office meeting. Yeah. So the fact that they're meeting with Boone kind of has me worried a little bit, right? Like, because if he was going to definitely be fired, wouldn't they just be like, I don't, I don't feel like, to- like, what's the point of talking to him right now? So the fact that they're still talking to him is like that they're all still on the same page. That's kind you know of how, you know scary. how HR goes. You know how HR goes, right? You got to check the box of of, of the things. You got to oh, have okay. the meeting before you have the other meeting before yeah. you can actually fire the guy. Is that is that the same for a baseball organization? Still got to go through the HR the HR I, process. I don't know. Maybe you know. I don't, don't want to so. get you don't want to get an employment lawsuit. Mm, yeah, I don't think so. I think it's probably they're worried about to money. They don't want to get they don't want to get sued because that would be less profits in the Steinbrenner's pockets, which they're clearly concerned about. So you got to make sure you, you got to make sure you do all the things. Do you? I think, bet the HR team is tight. Tight. Do you think that the changes that they will pitch us this offseason will be at the minor league level, like more in the in the line of we're revamping the coaching staff is thro- coaching staffs throughout the minors preaching fundamentals that sort of thing like getting back to some basics like versus they kind of already did that they kind of already did the whole re, you know reshuffling of the minor but league Dil- coaching staff it was in a different it was in a different direction well they did so, it with Di- like Dylan Lawson yeah. when he was hired when was Dylan Lawson hired 2 years ago right oh, yeah i want to say and, 2 years um, ago and um like what that kid uh, ben ruda was talking about is like dylan lawson's influence on hitting throughout the minors has been felt and it was the pitchers versus hitters just hit the ball 95 miles an hour or walk don't worry about moving a runner or hitting a sack fly or getting a bunt down that shit yeah. doesn't matter right did you hit a line drive oh it happened to be caught doesn't matter you won the at bat i don't know man because uh, you know if they if they start going and <laughs> It's an about face. It, it's not. No, I, I don't know what the message is going to be. It's it's going to be. Also, another thing that annoyed me is like that clip that we put out um, of me yelling about how the Yankees in the analytics era have not developed any major league hitters. People took that to mean that like I'm anti-analytics. Like I'm not anti-analytics. Like obviously people who are watching that clip probably have not listened to the show for years and years to know that I'm not anti-analytics at all. It's just the Yankees have never seemingly have not been able to find a balance between analytics and old school. Like they're, they're instead of using analytics to inform decisions, they're just making decisions based on analytics and spitting in the face of everything else and ignoring other things that are important in baseball. And I, we've seen organizations that have success in recent years. Do they have analytics departments and do they use analytics to make decisions of course but they also have the other things and unless you have both you're not going to be good enough no it's true they, they haven't they haven't found the way to blend any of the new things to uh to and, and marry them in with baseball the actual game of baseball and uh and they're so far behind on that that i, I whatever their messaging is and whatever revamp they're going to do it can't be from the same people orchestrating the plan that's the problem and and that's why like it doesn't matter it's a lot of lip service from the same folks doesn't mean shit to me doesn't mean doesn't mean anything to me because you're you don't see the vision you don't see that grand plan you you've proven that you can't see that grand plan and and how it can be uh, implemented to to affect organizational changes in a positive way we we've we've gone down that road before so i don't want the same i don't want that same revamp of system let's just kick, kick a reset button and it doesn't work it doesn't work that way Right.
Well, I want to spend the last few minutes talking about what we would like to see. Maybe some minor leaguers getting called up. But first, I want to tell you guys about game time. If you want to go to a Yankees game, I can't even say that with a straight face for the rest of the year. I definitely recommend using Game Time, which is our preferred ticketing app because it is the easiest way to buy tickets to whatever you want to go to sporting events, concerts, comedy shows, theater, and much, much more. The app has so many cool features and is easy to use. It shows you trending tickets, what sections the best deals are in, calls out cheap options and flash deals, and so much more so you can make an informed purchase. There's also event cancellation protection so you can buy with confidence. Some reasons why I love using game time is because of the images that they show you of your seats before you buy. The buying process is fast, just two taps and you're done. And then the tickets go directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your email to find them. You can snag tickets today without stress using game time. Download the app, create an account, and use code BRONX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, download the app, create an account, use code BRONX for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed <clears throat> minor leaguers that we could see called up because why not right first of all i i don't understand why peraza is not up and just playing third base every day at this point yeah it doesn't make any sense because then you could have just dj go slide over to first and just play there and IKF can continue to be a utility player, which she's been fine at this year. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, <clears throat> I don't know what their long-term plans are for Peraza. I mean, clearly he does not have the same prospect cachet on the trade market that maybe we all thought. And certainly that Volpe had, because I think Volpe was always the first player other teams asked for and not Peraza. So at this point, his best value to you would be Hopefully he can play some baseball at the major league level. So let's find that out. Let's give him four at-bats a night for the rest of the season playing third base. What do we have to lose? It's correct. That's that's the that's the move they need to do. And if they need to reshuffle things, because I know one of the guys that we're about to talk about is Austin, Austin Wells, and he's not on the 40-man. Let me give you a couple scenarios here. Um. Okay, so we got uh, Luis Severino, DFAM. Why? Clear, there's a 40-man spot. What's the point? You're not going to re-sign him. Doesn't do anything for you right now. What's the point? No point. That's one guy. Um, Greg Weissert, why? 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 What? <laughs> Clear space on the 40-man and why? put Austin Wells on there. You're going to have to protect Austin Wells anyway, so right. he's going to be on the 40-man. Just do it now. Okay, Greg Weissert has come up and down a, a billion times. Um Greg Allen, DFA, DFA him, yeah. DFA Greg Allen. There's well, he no... did almost he did almost hit a home run last night to almost tie the game. Horseshoe hand grenades, DFA him. Plenty of guys to play outfield. One of them actually will be coming up because he's also another gentleman that we're going to speak about here. DFA him. Get Austin Wells on the forty man. There, there's multiple avenues to this. So if anybody ever says that, it's uh, it's it's lunacy. So so yes, they they need to they need to group bring the kids up. They need to see what they have. You could also shut down Aaron Judge, put him on the 60-day IL, and that opens yeah. up another spot for you. Um, yeah, so Pereira, who for two weeks now we thought is going to get called up, is on the 40-man roster. Would love to see him just playing the outfield every single day. He's been tearing it up at uh, both AA and AAA this year. Austin Wells, like you spoke about. I mean, Higgy and Rortvet 
I don't need to see that the rest of the way. Let's get Austin Wells some reps behind the plate. Maybe he can maybe he can have a nice little uh, back and forth with Garrett Cole, and that can be some some nice things to look forward to next year. Again, what do you have to lose? Maybe Garrett Cole doesn't want to do that because he doesn't want to lose out on a Cy Young. But you know what, Garrett, well, play the long game here. Um, he has uh, he hit had seven RBIs uh, on on Sunday, and the Yankees have eight RBIs from their catching unit basically all month. That's a great stat. It's, it's, a, great. it's, a, it's a sad, depressing stat, but it's a it's a great pull from whoever pulled that out. It's a good one. Andre Shaparo, another guy that would need to be added to the 40-man roster. I don't know who they would call up on the pitching front. There's no one that's like really stand out that would be like dying to get up here. Will Warren, Clayton Beater, two two names to look out for. But Pereira, Wells, Peraza, Shapara. What, what are we waiting for on those guys? Like, Get them some major league experience. That's what bad teams do at the end of the year. Teams that are not in the playoffs, they get their minor leaguers some experience at the end of the year because that goes a long way towards the future. That's the situation you are in, Yankees. You're also clearing a little space in AAA to move guys up from AA so that they can get that done too. So that that, that little check mark, uh, that little box is checked as well. So you're 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 moving things around. You're you're essentially um, elevating the the system by opening up spots in the major leagues and in in AAA. Uh, and it will trickle down. So yeah, you're, you're able to actually see a little bit more development all up and down the up and down the organizational minor league roster. I don't know. I, I don't know what's stopping them from doing it at this point. Nothing. Nothing should be stopping them from doing it at this point. Because isn't the um, didn't last week mean you can the like rookie eligibility is no longer a factor as well because of the number of days left in the season. So yeah, I believe so. That's we were talking about that before uh, before the podcast, and I was talking about the expansion of rosters. But I believe you're right. That's the uh, that's the piece where because Cabrera came up last year around around that time as well. Once once uh, once it was uh, no longer hurting them in in service time. So yes, there's no reason, no reason whatsoever. And Pereira is lighting it up. So can we just find out if he's a four A guy or he's actual major leaguer right now, please? That'd be nice to know. Or even if he struggles, then that struggles can also be a positive because we've seen guys struggle and then yeah they'll go outside the organization and fix their swing. <laughs> Aaron Judge came up in 2016 and struggled. Okay, I know he hit a home run in his first ever at bat, but go look at his numbers the rest of the way before he got hurt. Awful. Then he then he fixed himself. So let's call up Pere- uh, Pereira. Maybe he'll struggle and then go fix himself in the offseason. Yeah, judges need to start an outside clinic for for how to fix your hitter, uh, your 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 batting, um, and bring his boy hitter man in to to fix everybody. Maybe you should just make him the batting coach. Yeah, fire Sean Casey, shut down Judge for the rest of the season, call up some kids, and let Judge be the hitting coach for the for September. <laughs> yeah, he's got nothing else. That'd be who, good. Who should experience. be who should be the manager? Who should be the manager the rest of the way? Because obviously Boone gets fired. So who do you want to see the managers the rest of the way? Um, this is a good one. I would like to see. I would like to see. I feel like Higgy Higgy could could has a different level. I feel I feel like Higgy has another has another like managerial type thing. He, that's not the greatest answer. I'm, you're, you're calling me out on this one. I don't. I feel like I'm choking a little bit, but I, I could see. Well, Higgy, you know what they should do. Sometimes I see Higgy light up a little bit. I'm like, oh, I, there's something there. He's a cerebral guy. Like there's. 
I, I could see him. Uh, he's got good relationships across the board. I could see him doing uh, doing doing a good job. And catchers default to a catcher when you want a, man, a good manager. Yeah, not a third baseman. Um, so you know how you go to a stadium and then they'll just announce like, if you're in section 227, row five, sec- uh, you're the uh, manager of the five. New York Yankees. <laughs> you got upgraded to legends. No, no, no. You got upgraded to the dugout. You're going to manage today. Why not? Let's have some fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. You know, Sean Casey, and then on get, road games, some tirades on road games. They can just let chat GPT manage the team. I mean, I think that's what's been happening for the past three, four years, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up today's show. A little bit of a shorter one because uh, the Nationals, believe it or not, are closer to a playoff spot than the Yankees. It's nice. This is the <laughs> so point where, where it's like... They're in the hunt. This, this is, you know it's bad when you get to like the delusion point because you're not even mad anymore. You're not... It's, there's no like negativity in your... Uh, or skepticism necessarily in your voice and your tone. It's just like it's 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 uh, it's gotten to the point where it's beyond that, and we're just, it's 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 hilarious. It's a it's it's comical. It's a fucking joke, and that's bad. That's bad when you get to that point because that means you've gone to the other side of emotional caring and emotional uh, response to how somebody is. But we just got swept by the Boston Red Sox on uh, at the at the end oh, of August. I mean, the Red Sox have spanked them all season. If, if but the tone right there, Boston? like that, that is just a microcosm of 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 the fan base of the of of how things are. You, you've gotten to that point now where you're no longer even disappointed. You're just like, of course, like this is ridiculous. And the fact that the the front office and the the Yankees organization can't feel that that's a problem. That's a real problem, and it bothers me. Yeah, Sunday's loss, I was not emotionally upset about because again the season is over and once the season is over like you can't get emotionally upset about a single loss anymore i was amazed at that loss that was a truly stunning loss that how many times they came back the positions they were in to take the lead the play at home plate and then the ninth inning how that all went down and the difference between the two offenses in basically the same situation, first and second, nobody out, and how the Red Sox executed to score a run, first and second, nobody out, and how the Yankees, with Judge and Glaber coming up, your two best offensive players right now this season, could not execute to score a run. Like, that's all you need to see if you're wondering why the Yankees are, are what they are. Look at the lack of execution from their offense. Yeah, no, it's it's bad, man. Anyway, sorry that was a little little ending, uh, <laughs> little ending tirade. Emotionally right, final, disconnected. Final question for you: When the Yankees start to struggle, we know what happens. They start to do some reunions, some ceremonies, some number retirements to put asses in seats. We're going to have the core four, including Derek Jeter, Old Timers Day this year. So. What is the next Yankee that probably shouldn't have his number retired <laughs> will get his number retired so they can sell some tickets and sell some merch? I have some candidates for you. Will it be CC Sabathia, number 52, CC Sabathia? Will it be Brett Gardner, number 11, Brett Gardner? So Volpe would need to take a new number. Just give him number 73 or something. Will it be Hideki Matsui, number 55? 
it used to be Domingo Herman who disgraced the number 55 and then Herman disgraced the number zero. So let's like wash all the bad out and maybe retire Godzilla's number 55. Will it be Mike Messina number 35 if memory serves me right? Or will it be David Cohn number 32, 36, 36 for, for David Cohn. 36. Yeah. Who's Matsui it going to be? Feel, Matsui or someone, someone else. No, I like Matsui. the I like oh, the Matsui. Matsui. Watch the stink off the number. Watch the stink off the number. You know, what do you think of when you think of Matsui? I think of postseason. I think of oh, uh, yeah. of Clutch. executing in big moments. Um, Epic porn collection. Yeah, the guy the guy checks a lot of boxes in that regard. And and yes, it wash it 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 brings the number back up to a to a to a good place, not a not a not a bad place. So just ding, happy ding, memories. Ding. Generally Matsui. happy memories. Genuinely happy memories. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I actually do think Sabathia's number will get retired once he goes into the Hall of Fame because I do think CC Sabathia is a Hall of Famer. So I think we'll see CC's number retired in a few years from now. Um, I don't expect any of those other guys' numbers to be retired, but if I had to choose one, it would be Hideki Matsui, even though, again, he does not deserve his number retired, but he did win World Series MVP. So why not? Let's do it. All right. That's going to wrap, wrap up today's show. Next episode, we don't know who the guest is going to be. It'll be somebody. It's not going to be Scott and I talking about this national series because no one wants to listen to that, whether they sweep or get swept. So stay tuned for for a guest on that episode. And uh, we will continue to plow on because that is our character, Scott. We have not missed a week of doing this podcast since 2015. So I think our character is pretty well established. We are grinders and we show up. We do. We do. Painful, not painful. I haven't really had a bear, too many happy moments uh, in general with this with this team since we've started podcasting, but yeah, we will grind on. We will grind on, and uh, and hopefully the Yankees will join us and revamp the entire team on the on the organizational side from uh, from from a management perspective and coaching and the whole deal, philosophy, GM. Someone said something about how Steinbrenner getting going yesterday they were fucking with me but uh i was like oh what happened is he really because it's the only only way a regime change is going to is going to be if something something unfortunate happens so let's uh let's see let's see something new see something new all right and on that note we'll talk to you guys soon hey guys thanks for listening to the bronx pinstripe show make sure you find us on itunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone if you do like the show We'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.